So if you've been listening to the podcast so far, you'll know that at the end I've been uh, gently encouraging anyone who might want to to join us on the journey of the tune lighting journey and maybe think about recording their own album uh, over the period of a year and see if it, it can be done as well. Uh, and one person that has taken up the challenge already is my own brother, my brother Matt, uh, who got in touch with me to say he, he likes the idea of a challenge. He's similar to me and Jack. Uh, he used to do a bit of music production, used to be in a band many years ago, but he's kind of given it up, sold, sold a lot of his instruments and, and things like that. And but he's, uh, he's decided that he's going to get back into it. But talking about how he's approaching this different to, to me and Jack of you know, trying to find our sound and then working out how to build an album from there. He said that he's, he's um, going to approach it more like a, a project, a, a design project and think about the structure of the album, sit down basically and try and plan it out. Uh, so I don't know how well that's going to go, but he, he said that he, that's how he works in his, in his day job as a, an architect so he's going to treat it like an architecture project, apparently, and uh, and try and plan it out. So, yeah, I don't, don't know what you uh, think about that, Jack, but it's an interesting way to... It's interesting. It. I mean, it's first of all, it's brilliant that um, we we definitely have, have a listener. Um, <laughs> hey! We, we've got one. And, yeah, it's I mean, it's generally... It's good that we have inspired someone, even if it's our own or your own family, to to uh, follow suit in a way how he's doing it sounds sounds tricky to me i mean my me personally i think that's i struggle with planning things i get a bit impatient and i'm just like oh can we start playing some music now um <laughs> and that's i think that's why we're sort of doing this kind of jump in head first approach and then work it out as we go but the great advantage of doing it matt's way um is once you've done the planning that's kind of a hard part and you just kind of know from that point on that you've got a where the end goal is you know it's going to be cohesive um you've wor- already worked out what you want it to be so yeah good luck to him i think that's if you've got that kind of that kind of discipline then it's a good way to go yeah it'd be really interesting to see how that plays out give some updates and by the end of the year you probably get to hear it as well but uh, for me, as I explained in a previous episode, quite a lot of the songs have started out with an, as an idea in my head and have ended up somewhere completely different or you know, different genre or sound completely almost. So, and I quite like that. And it's I'm in that kind of freedom stage. But for, to constrain yourself to wanting like a particular sound or particular mood could be tricky. Yeah, like you say, I think it would be tricky for me. But maybe, maybe not. Maybe again, constraining yourself a bit and not allowing yourself to get to have infinite options is quite a good way. Something we've talked about as well. Yeah. It's something I've, I've thought about less, less with an album, but with individual songs of kind of setting these guidelines kind of musically or lyrically, um, and treating it as if almost as if someone else has, has briefed it into you saying, right, write me a song like this. And then testing yourself against that. Um, it's, I say it's something I thought about. It's not something I've followed through on um, very often, but I think I will one of these days during the uh, the album writing process because it does interest me. And I, I think if you can commit to it, it, it's a good way of getting something done. If you listened to last week's episode, you'll know that this is a two-part episode and this is part two 
of that. We're talking about progressing a song from an idea and making it into something that starts to resemble uh, a full finished track. In last week's episode, uh, we talked about structure mainly, uh, whether we feel like we need to stick to a particular common type of structure when we're writing a rock or pop song or whether we try and, and deviate from that or and do something a bit more original and what we're planning and doing on this album that we're making. Uh, in this part two, I'm going to ask Jack for a bit more detail on whether he has any go-to tips or tricks that he uses when he's got a small idea or a bit of inspiration and how he makes that into something that resembles a song. Say so you we were going through our our phone notes and our our clips that we've recorded and you've found, you've come across this guitar riff that you recorded a while ago that you quite like uh, what's what would you be your process then if you were approaching it now or is it similar would you try and lay that down and then build stuff up around it or would you put that to one side and then maybe try and write some percussive part first or or, or build up some kind of rhythm section i think for me a big bias that i have is that i'm not a drummer so and i've you know I, i'm getting better at it but i will always start with the lead parts and then try and figure out the drums afterwards and i'm trying to tr- start writing songs with drums and do things a bit bif- differently to get different things but it's kind of interesting and i've heard different you know listening to interviews with various artists some will pretty much always start with the rhythm section the drums and bass and, and some will always start with a lead section and, and go from there so let's so let's say in this hypothetical example you had a you had a little guitar riff or something that you'd you thought was good what, what would be your your thought process well i am a drummer or was a drummer um i haven't played much lately and maybe maybe that's why my kind of rhythmic tendencies have have slacked uh somewhat because i'm i'm the same i don't don't write with drums from me off i'll usually fill them in later on obviously it depends on the song and sometimes it's it's difficult and that's why you know some of these ideas just remain lying around um without being worked on but um if it's like a riff or a little uh a little melody i'll try and find some kind of baseline to it which doesn't have to be played on bass it doesn't have to be in a bass octave but something a progression to go underneath it it could be chords uh, playing guitar but also single notes single bass notes probably i find that gives you more options because if you've got a bass root note you're not confined to a major or a minor key it can go either way basically so I'll, yeah i'll maybe try and um one kind of tactic of mine is to keep the melody the same, keep the original idea the same, and then move some other part underneath it, which will effectively turn into a chord progression usually. So that's how I that's how I get from the original idea to a part. So that could be a verse, it could be a chorus, it could be a a kind of a hook. And I f- I'm I'm okay at that. I think the the next part is what you were saying. You you struggled with was getting that B part. So many times where I've got to that bit and I'm quite happy and I'm like, this is sounding really good. And then you're like, oh, it's just this thing on its own. It Where does it go? So many possibilities and it's quite overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. And it's it's tempting just for the next part to be the same, the same progression, but maybe some of those parts were removed. Um, so you've got the same, same bass line, perhaps same chords, but 
the riff isn't playing over a top. Maybe you've got, you know, sort of lighter drums instead, or you've got a a, a synth a synth pad in there. Um, and it's difficult. We're we're still grappling with that. Um, I guess just actively forcing yourself to play different chords, and you might play around with quite a few that sound rubbish and don't seem to fit. Often, I think starting on the same chord for the second part as the first part is a good way to go because it will naturally flow from one to the other. Um, say you start your start your chorus with a G, then starting your verse with a G will make it flow and then change some of the chords from there. I wonder if it would be completely different if we came from more of a a classically trained, uh, musically trained background where we had really in-depth knowledge of musical theory, whether you'd approach it differently, as in you'd know if it, if your riff had a was following a C, uh, C chord progression, then you would know exactly what to add in to make it sound good. I quite like the fact that I just tinker and mess around. You know, it's something that maybe wouldn't seem obvious, just suddenly it might seem right. And that can lead to some headaches because you're like, why does that... You can be listening to back to it and there's something that sounds a bit out of tune or not quite right and that can cause some right issues. But I almost like the fact that I'm not, you know, I'm getting better at music theory, but really I just kind of mess around until it's, it sounds good. Yeah, you can be really forensic about these things and um, and there's definitely, definitely advantages to that. But uh, I think anyone of any musical ability would wish they were a different, different stage, uh, to be honest. The beginners often say, oh, I wish I knew more theory. I wish I knew more chords and I'd know what the song was meant to do here. But kind of more expert players will say, well, I've I've been taught this way. I know the right way to do things. And I kind of wish I still had that naive rawness uh, where I'd just play anything. My hands wouldn't go to certain positions on the instrument. Uh, and then I would find more unusual things that way. So it's, you know, it's a, everyone, I think, to some extent is trapped by their musical ability, whether it's lack of or proficiency. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a, there's, a, there's a right or wrong way for, and even people have their favorite, their favorite ways of building up. So I've definitely never worked to one particular strategy. It's, a, it's always a bit mad. And sometimes the song, a song can, as I've said before, a song, can almost be finished within a few hours if you just if you're on a roll and it just kind of makes sense and then other songs just get can get three quarters of the way finished and then you just hit a brick wall because you just can't figure out where it's going to go next and some songs can not even get past the initial idea stage so one thing i'm maybe a bit guilty of if it is something to be guilty about is kind of patting myself on the back if I've got say three different parts to a song and thinking right I've got these three parts I'll put them in some order or other uh, and that's enough to to finish the song uh, which is fine you can you can get a completed song out of it but maybe I need to sort of pay a bit more attention to what the song actually needs like would it benefit a song to have a fourth part for instance um, rather than just a bare minimum um and yeah, it's still something I'm I'm trying to learn. But uh... I guess it depends what you want to do with the song as well. So this kind of uh, uh, an interesting 
thing I've not really thought about before, but if you're trying to create a song that you just want people to get up and dance to, then that's going to influence how you build the structure. Uh, if you've got a song that you want to get stuck in people's heads or you want to be a catchy pop song, that's different. If you've got a more mellow, minor key song that you want to take people on a, a bit of an emotional journey, then that's that's another way to, to think about it. You know, that, that might be a song that just keeps building and building or it might go off in, in different directions. So I guess it, it's almost thinking about, you're, you're telling a story, aren't you, kind of? Especially if you've got lyrics. Even if you haven't got lyrics, you, a song is just a little mini a mini story is either a you know, a very simple story like a dance song like his or it's a more complex story if it's a, a bit more of an emotional song so yeah yeah sometimes when i'm listening to something and thinking right i want to make a song like that it is actually more the structure of a song that i'm thinking about like it like i said before it could be a song that sort of has a sudden change halfway through it could be a song that builds and builds and builds to a massive crescendo um it could be one that kind of it has a part that repeats but it's different each time it's played in a different instrument each time or it's a different speed each time um all these ideas are kind of good good ways to start um i think a lot of uh people that are are in bands as well what i've heard if you're writing in a band or as a band is it you know, if, if you've got an idea, they might be in the studio, just start playing it and then, the, you know, they'll start, they'll basically jam it out. And but then again, you, you'll end up with a part and then where, where do you go from there is they'll end up with that same issue. And I guess that's kind of what I'm doing when I'm looping is I'm creating a band type environment on my own. You know, I'll, I'll, I'm starting to play a riff and then I'll go and grab a bass guitar and start playing along. And it's, it's the equivalent of jamming, I guess, of looping. So I need to think of it more like that and less of, the song needs to stay in in loops it can just be a way of getting an idea moving yeah and it's obviously when you're listening to a loop song the loop isn't gonna suddenly start going into the next part you have to kind of stop the loop and um and write the next part yourself and then record it um otherwise it'll, <laughs> if you're trying to trying to write the next part while listening to a loop you're effectively just playing along you're jamming along with that loop um and you'll get something that's still in the same progression it could be a new part but it will also be an embellishment of the old one so you've got to i think try and put that out of your mind to some extent and write a new one well one thing i've also started to do to try and move quicker through a song and just get something towards finishing songs is i used to spend it's separating the finessing stage of the song from the idea stage, I guess, a bit more. So I used to just stress for hours about getting like a cool sounding synth or, or something that I sounded just right before I recorded anything. Whereas I guess I'm taking the guitar pro approach a bit more now, as we mentioned in the last episode um, of just, it doesn't matter what it is, just getting... If, if you've got a melody idea and you know you kind of you might want it to be on a bassy sounding synth and just getting something down and then coming back to it again later on but just building the structure up a bit rather than obsessing over getting it absolutely right before you even bothered to record anything that's interesting i'm see i'm sort of going the other way ah. 
I would, yeah, in the past I would kind of, I'd know what I wanted it to sound like uh, and I'd be confident of that and then um, probably didn't always understand why other people didn't hear it when I was played back with rubbish MIDI instruments. Um, so I don't, and maybe as a reaction to it, I don't know. Now I'm kind of like, right, I've started trying to get um, the kind of basic sound. This is getting into kind of mixing and production a little bit more um, rather than songwriting, uh, trying to get that right for the first part so that I know as it progresses through the song, I've got a solid base to work with. Um, and so, yeah, that's just, that's a little, uh, a little kind of left turn I've taken lately. Um, I think it's mainly to try and stop myself a headache of when you get a song finished and it doesn't sound as good as you want it to. Um, by all means, you can, you know, with Ableton or most, most software, you can tweak it quite easily until you do get the sound you want. But I think, um, yeah, trying to do that up front is something I've done a bit more lately with mixed mixed results. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, something we'll get onto later down the line, hopefully. But how I'm imagining it is that we'll have maybe parts that we've used MIDI instruments for, like brass parts or piano parts, or whatever. And then we may go back and add in real live recorded parts if we can, just to polish it up at the end. Uh, that seems to be a common theme in uh, in production that some someone will just come in, a producer will come in and go, that would sound much better if uh, if it was done with live instruments. And you, you, until you've heard it, you you can't quite understand just what a difference it will make, but it, it, can, it can make quite a big difference. So yeah, straying into production a bit there, but that's uh, all part of the process, I guess. It is hard, isn't it? It's a hard thing to talk about because... I'm still trying to figure it out myself yeah. uh, and what works best for me. So there isn't a blueprint and I, I sometimes am sat there and I'll go, maybe I should just throw out the rule book and just do like, like I said with my brother, just try a completely new approach of planning out a song. Maybe because I've, I've never done that. I've never got a notebook and gone, uh, this is, I've got this idea for a, I've had, I've got this little piano riff or this little guitar riff maybe I should plan out it. That could play part. I, I tend to just dive right in and just record it and then figure it out. So maybe that's my project for this week is I'm going to, I'm going to take one of these little riffs that I've got a little start of a song and then I'm going to try and plan it out and I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> it's a learning process. We'll carry on writing. We'll carry on trying to finish songs and figuring it all out because we don't have the answers. That's for sure. <laughs> if anyone out there listening does have the answers, then please yeah. let us know. Let, let us know. <laughs> And we'll get this whole thing done a lot quicker. I'm hoping we just get a simple email that comes in and says, guys, this is uh, here's the a PDF that tells you exactly how to yeah. write a song in 10 minutes. These are the chords you need. <laughs> so that's it for another episode of the Tune Lighting Podcast. Thanks for joining us once again. Some exciting news for you. In next week's episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. We've decided we're going to pick out some of our favorite albums of all time some of mine and jack's favorite albums of all time and really do a bit of a deep dive uh, pick out our 10 favorite things about that album and analyze what makes that album so great and see if there's anything we can take from it as inspiration for this album that we're creating as always if you have any comments or questions please do send them in to us at tunelighting at musicianshq.com 
Um, and we're also on social media now at TuneLighting on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook if you want to reach out to us or follow along the, um, the journey on there as well. And of course, as always, I have to say, please do give us a like, a rating on your podcast app and subscribe if you haven't already. So thanks again and we'll see you next week.